Welcome to Scriptures for Life, a ministry of Trinity Evangelical Free Church in Boise, Idaho. In a troubled world riddled with endless pursuits, we have a place of peace and rest in Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us in worshiping Him and following Him in a life-transforming journey. Now, here's my friend Mark to introduce today's sermon. Good morning. Trinity Evangelical Free Church in Boise, Idaho welcomes you. Today, we near the end of our study in the book of Joshua. Each of us will face a moment of decision in our lives where we must stand or fall based on that decision. The Lord knows we will have a time of testing and trouble, yet Jesus Christ is on our side and prays for us to the Father. When we accept Jesus' salvation, we know he stands for us as we stand with him. Where we make decisions based on our comfort, our safety, even in helping people deciding how safe is it for us. The bottom line of the message of this commandment is not that Joshua was supposed to be strong and courageous just for the battles in front of him. It's about Joshua being told or commanded to seek God above everything else. And make sure that Israel does the same. And we know that Joshua died as he lived. Look at Joshua chapter 24, verse 14. Joshua 24, 14. As a final word about his life, Joshua said, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it's evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. You know, we're brought to a point of decision every time you come to church. Every time we hear gospels spoken and preached to us. The love of God, the grace of God, the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus. In facing the judgment of God for those that don't know Jesus. We've spoken and preached that salvation doesn't take place by osmosis. No one can say, I was always a Christian. There's always a moment of decision, of recognizing my sin, born in it, lived in it. But now, I take a stand and give my life and heart to the Lord Jesus. Choose this day whom you will serve. And then he says, as for me and my house, no matter what you do, no matter what you decide, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Why all this? Why be strong and courageous? Because Joshua can only be strong and courageous if his strength and courage comes from the Lord, not his own power, ideas. And how do we begin this? How do you begin in the strength? Where does it come from? Well, being strong, it begins with trusting the Lord. Trusting the Lord above your own logic and ideas. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Though you may think your understanding will provide some strength and guidance, do not lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Be strong. It starts by trusting the Lord. 
And it continues by surrendering something that is the total opposite of who we are in our pride, in our accomplishments. We don't want to surrender. Surrender your will to His. Verse 6 of Proverbs. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Be grateful to Him. Depend on Him. Be strong and courageous as you surrender, as you trust. And He will make your your path straight. He will straighten your paths. Now we see this even in the Lord's conversation with Peter. And before Peter is about to deny Jesus, in a way Jesus gives him this divine encouragement of holding on and being strong. Turn to Luke 22, verse 31. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to have you some kind of spiritual, mysterious, fifth dimensional conversation between Lucifer and God Almighty. said, I want that man in a position of leadership like Joshua. And Jesus is spilling the beans. He's telling Peter, hey, listen, here's what's happening up there. Satan has his eye and target on you. That's why you must stand. That's why you must find strength. But Peter, hold on. He wants to sift you like wheat. Tear you like he torn Job from one side to another. But I have prayed for you. That your faith may not fail. In other words, be strong. You're in a warfare. It's coming at you. Do not run. Because if you run, the whole nation runs. They're asking the question, what happens if President Zelensky is captured or killed? What will happen to the nation? I don't know. Would the blood of a martyr raise up more fighters? I don't know. But I know that those people are there fighting street to street, apartment to tank, because of their president is not going anywhere. People are watching you. And you may never know it. Be strong because I have prayed for you. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. That's the be courageous part. So right away we may get an insight of what it means to be strong and to be courageous. There's a strength that deals with my connection to the Lord in the word that I may stand on God's word and convictions from him. So I can be courageous for you. They go hand in hand, can't be separated. Be strong in the faith that has been rooted in your life. Be strong in me, be courageous for your brothers. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. And you'll see this challenge, commandment, invitation over again. 2 Timothy 1, 6. As Timothy is being trained, raised, and sent by Paul, just as Joshua, following in Moses' footsteps, is following Yahweh Almighty. For this reason, I remind you, 
to fan into flame the gift of God. You know what that is, right? But you will not understand until, though I have not, but I have seen, I don't want to be in that condition. I've watched, I watched the last year sometime, uh, the show called Alone, with these people being dropped in the middle of nowhere all across the world, and they only can take 10 items with them, and whoever lasts longer gets the most money, or gets all the money. And this one man that had the experience and had the know-how, he could live from nothing and, and, and fend for himself no problem. He said, listen, I can start a fire anywhere, anytime, using wood and that accord, that, uh, that bow thing with the, with the stick and the, all that. He goes, I didn't bring a flint because they could a lot of the other guys brought flints that uh clicking metal thing that you sparks and starts the fire goes i didn't need one of those i can start a fire anywhere anytime he was dropped in the middle i don't know if it was british columbia island or somewhere up in uh, the arctic it was so humid that he spent hours upon hours as the night was falling And he could not start a fire. He could not. He wound up being one of the first ones to quit. Because if you don't have that fire in that cold weather, you can't survive. He says here, fan into flame. And and he was trying to get that that, that spark going. And he was fanning it and fanning it and blowing. And there was a little spark and it would just dwindle away. And he would lose his mind. Paul says, listen, God has placed something in you. And before you could stand, you got to fan that fire. That means personal Bible study. That means being together with the fellowship in worship and praise, preaching, being together in Bible studies. Fan that fire, that flame, the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God gave us a spirit. How can we stand? Here it is. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear. Here's what God's spirit in us does of power and love and self-control. In other words, be strong. God has given you this at the moment of salvation. He's planned within you the Holy Spirit, which is power. Power to say no to the enemy. Power to say no to temptation. Power to say yes in serving. Power to forgive. Power to love. He's given you a spirit of power, love, and self-control. In other words, be strong. That's what that strength is. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, verse 8, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel of God. Share in the suffering for the gospel of God. That's be courageous. Expect it. Even grow to a point of maturity and say, Lord, if you find me faithful and worthy, I'm ready to suffer for you. Not to detour, run away and escape. Here I stand. I can do no more. Timothy, be strong with the spirit within you and be courageous. Get ready to suffer. This strength, be strong. This strength, where do we get it? How do you walk away being strong today? First of all, 
It begins with the filling of the Holy Spirit. That's where God takes over your life in your thinking. Later on, we'll see God tell Joshua, listen, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall do according what's in it, live it, and then you shall meditate. You're thinking, you're speaking, you're living. We become strong by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. We may say it, but few know what it means. It doesn't have to deal with supernatural gifts tongues or healings or anything else oh yes that could be and was a part of what happened in the first church but the filling of the holy spirit is what the lord is the one that guides your life in your submission to him in that self-control if you look at the gifts of the holy spirit in in galatians 5 22 self-control is right at the foundation you gather the strength by submitting inviting daily when you're saved when you accept Jesus in your life, you receive the Holy Spirit where He indwells you. But you've got the responsibility and the call that every day you wake up, as you read God's Word, you pray, Holy Spirit, fill me, take over me, live out grace through me. Same as the Holy Spirit filled Samson. And we have a few descriptive words of what that looked like. Judges 14, 6. Then the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, upon Samson. And although he had nothing in his hand, he tore the lion in pieces as one tears a young goat. This word rushed in the, in the Hebrew means to advance. It also means to prosper, to, to make progress. To succeed. And that's in the presence and the leading of the Holy Spirit where you're living in a way and, and you can look at yourself from outside yourself saying, I would, I would have never said that before. I could have never done that before. That was not me. That was the Lord. You become strong by seeking, reading, praying, receiving to be filled daily with the Holy Spirit. The same way that the Holy Spirit filled Jesus. In Acts 10.38, we have the sermon that talks about Jesus. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And He went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with Him. Jesus Himself filled with the Holy Spirit. And when we know that He was filled... When he was led in the desert to be tempted, Scripture says, and the Holy Spirit, right after baptism, the Holy Spirit filled Jesus, and he went in the desert. Prepared for battle against the enemy. Jesus was filled when he, Jesus was raised up by the Holy Spirit, and he preached the gospel. He said, the Spirit is upon me today. It was the Holy Spirit that led Jesus to heal and redeem it was the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Be strong. What is your relationship with the Holy Spirit like? Strength, this strength starts with the Holy Spirit, but it builds up through our obedience 
to the Holy Spirit. One step at a time. Look at Joshua 5.1. As soon as the kings of the Amorites who were beyond Jordan went to the, to the west, and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan for the people of Israel until they had crossed over, their hearts melted and there was no longer any spirit in them because of the people of Israel. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Go get them! No, he didn't. So they got victory. They've got their own, I would say, the accolades of their battles went before them and people were afraid of them. You think that this is it. All they got to do is show up and everyone will bow down before them. But God says, no, before the battle comes obedience and sanctification. Make flint knives and circumcise the sons of Israel a second time. When the circumcision of the whole nation was finished, they remained in their places in the camp until they were healed. Because that circumcision of the adult men that were not circumcised in the desert for 40 years left them weak. I don't need to explain how and why. Just imagine, you're not going to battle after you're circumcised. No, thank you. And they're surrounded by enemies. The same idea saying, how can I give God a tithe when I got so many bills coming at me? God first. Surrounded by the enemy. They were obedient and they were sanctified. Because if you enter battle and you're not sanctified, you will surely lose. Like they did before the small fortress of Ai. And the Lord said to Joshua, what you've just done now, though it did not make sense. What do you mean you don't want me to, to speak back and tell them what time it is and tell them who's boss? What do you mean you want me to just stand? No, no, no. Be sanctified. Be obedient. And after they showed obedience, God tells them, today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. And so the name of that place is called Gilgal to this day. Today, I have wiped away the reproach, the shame, that history that has always brought you down. Today, I've given you birth as a victorious nation. God blessed them for their obedience. And he blessed them in their weaknesses. And that's why Paul can say, when I am weak, he is strong. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient from you. Lord, deliver me. Lord, take away the storm. Lord, I can't take it anymore. And God said, my grace is sufficient for my power. Be strong. My power is made perfect in weakness. That's the weakness of being surrendered to the Holy Spirit. That's the weakness in of being obedient and being sanctified. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Well, in the coming week, I encourage you to take a look at the command of being courageous. But in doing so, making decision and decisions in your life for the Lord Jesus. This is another true account I've heard this week, which amazed me. We all know about the Titanic. We all know that it took about a hundred some years ago. Was it 1917 or 1915? Was it right? 
seven years ago or so, 100 years. We know about the pride of this ship that no one can sink, not even God, right? We know about that. We know about the people that were singing and trying not to imagine. Uh, they, were, they were saying that on that ship, there were three classes of passengers. The rich, the middle class, and then the poor that were down on the bottom with all the rats and everything else. They said that after the accident, there were only two classes. Those who were saved and those who were lost. So on this ship was a pastor. His name was John Harper. John Harper was on his way to Chicago. He had accepted the call to ministry to follow up on Moody's ministry. He was going to be the new pastor at Moody Bible Church. He was on the ship with his daughter. He was a widower. And as the ship hit the iceberg and they began to sink, he began going from one person to another and telling them, accept the Lord Jesus. Accept the Lord Jesus. He sent his daughter and put her on a boat. Even though he was a widower, he had the right to be on that boat as well. He said, no, no, others need that more than I. He even took off his life jacket and gave it to someone that was complaining and yelling at him, oh, why is he talking so much? He said, no, you take this life jacket, but you need Jesus. From one to another, crying out loud, accept Jesus, for we're about to die. Is the ship sank and people were on the boats and people were in the water he was also in the water holding on to a plank he was swimming from one person to another telling them accept Jesus before you die he swam to this one man and he gave him the chance this is your chance before you die to accept Jesus he said no 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 and he tried again. We only have a few minutes. The waters are cold except Jesus. Having had the second chance. And the Holy Spirit moving his heart. This man accepted Jesus. Four years later, he was in a church talking about what Pastor John Harper did. And he said, I was the last man that was saved by the preaching of John Harper. This man, this pastor, chose to stand for Jesus, giving up his own life. Are you? Standing for Jesus, saying, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I call to you again. If you don't know him, if in your heart you're not sure that you're forgiven, if you're not certain that you're going to heaven, I guarantee you, you're not. Accept Jesus. Give him your heart. Let him forgive you your sin. Jesus stood for you. He hung for you on the cross. Give your life to Jesus. For tomorrow is not yours. 
When we accept Jesus' salvation, he sends his Holy Spirit into us to express his will in and through us. We are led to action and make progress in his word and will. We grow in strength through the power of the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, Jesus tells us to focus on his words and take courage in what we do. Taking time to be obedient to Jesus is key to following his will. Time to rest is important. In time of rest, Jesus steps in and gives us his strength. Thank you for listening to Scriptures for Life, a ministry of Trinity Evangelical Free Church in Boise, Idaho. For more information about our church, visit us online at trinityefcboise.org or by phone 208-322-8801. Our church is located at 1777 North Allenbaugh Street in Boise. We'd love for you to join us for Sunday worship at 11 a.m. Join us next week at this time as we go through and apply God's Word on Scriptures for Life.